together. But allow me to do a reading for you from 1 John, which is what we're looking at uh, in, in our believer's service every Sunday morning. 1 John, 1 John chapter 2, uh, all the way to verse 6. My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the propitiation for our sins and not for our sins alone, uh, but also for the sins of the whole world. And by this, we know that we have come to know him. By this, we know that we have come to know him. If we keep his commandments, whoever says, I know him, quote unquote, but does not keep his commandment is a liar. And the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him, truly the love of God is perfected. It's full. It's completed. By this, we know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Very short passage, but so powerful, so packed, so pregnant with meaning and with uh, purpose. So the, the passage here is a short, but very, very pregnant and, and, uh, and uh, full of meaning. Uh, and, and I could go on for a while, but I just want to point out a couple of things. First of all, in terms of, in terms of introduction to this book, John is the, is the apostle of love. You know him, right? John, John 3.16, he's all about love, love God, love, love your brother, etc. So he's, he's, the, he's the love apostle or the apostle of love. But the word know, K-N-O-W, K-N-O-W, coming from the Greek word gnosko, which is a knowledge by experience. You've been there, you've experienced, you've interacted. You've, it's not information. It's not the acquisition of information, but, but a personal uh, engagement, a personal uh, experience of something. I know uh, Bangalore. I know uh, marriage. I know, uh, you know, that person. Uh, you, 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 you are in the relationship, you know. So the word Gnosko is not an acquisition of knowledge or information, but a very personal experience. That word know is what is being used right throughout and the and the, the apostle of love uses the word no more than the word love, which basically means we are not anywhere close to feelings. We're not talking about sentiments. We're not talking about affections. We're not talking about feelings at all. We're talking about uh, a deep knowledge of, of God himself. And so the focus is on what we know rather by experience rather than uh, how we feel. And that's just a perspective we should come to to the to the to the first epistle of John when we are reading this. In this passage, he so gently, so beautifully says, "Children, I'm telling you." When he talks to children, when he says adult, uh, uh, brothers, sisters, and children, when he talks to children, he's talking to immature believers or new believers or babies in the faith. So in the Bible, whenever any of these writers refer to children, uh, they're talking to my sons in the faith, my children in the faith. And then when he's talking to uh, elders, he talks to them in that, that level. He talks to brothers and sisters at that level. My little children. So you get the affection of the apostle here. You get the sense of, you know what? You're going to do wrong. You are going to fail. You're going to slip up. You're going to fall. But if and when you do, here's an advocate with the father. So 
my little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may know that, uh, so that you may not sin, so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Then it goes on to explain who Jesus is and what he's done for us. He is the propitiation for our sins. That means the, the, take, the place taker. He is the alternate. He is the substitute. Propitiation is, means that. He is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So Jesus' propitiation or propitiatory uh, power, uh, his potency is capable of covering all the world's sin. Anyone and everyone. So he says that in verse 3, he says, and by this we know, circle know, and by this we know that we have come to know him. Now he makes the same statement, but he says it in two ways. Verse 3 and verse um, uh, verse, verse 5 again, he kind of repeats himself. He says, and by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. So the knowledge of God, the knowledge of God, the claim that I know God is seen in how much I obey him. The claim that I am in a relationship with God is seen in my obedience. The claim that I love God is seen in that I know the commands. To say that I'm an obedient person is one thing, but to say that I know his commands and I obey them is a totally different thing. If we keep his commandments, verse 4, whoever says, and here's where the argumentative uh, 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 tone comes in, whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is telling lies. He's not being truthful. The truth is not in him. And when you say the truth is not in him, he's referring to Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So you can't have Jesus in you and tell lies. And if you have Jesus in you, you're going to be obedient. There's something about that, that, that relationship. To say that I am an obedient person or that I love God means to have Christ in me and means to live like Christ and means to obey his commandments. To say that I don't have, to say that I have Christ and I don't obey his commandments means I'm lying, which means Jesus himself is not in me. So it's not about putting on a show. It's about actually having Jesus in me or not having Jesus in me. Because if he's in me, he's going to do what he always did. I repeat. I repeat. If Jesus is in me, Jesus is always going to do what he always did. John chapter 14. I have come to obey the Father. I don't do anything outside of his will. I don't move one inch. I don't take one step outside of his will. He tells me what to do. I do as he says. Nothing is of my own. I do the will of the Father, that the world may know that I love the Father, and I do as exactly as he says. So to have Jesus in me will bear the fruit of Christ's character. And Christ's character is one of obedience. Christ's character is one of it. Christ obeys. He obeys the Father. So you don't have to put on a show. You don't have to try. You don't have to make the effort. You don't have to struggle and wrestle with every command of God. Christ in me is enough. I mean, he will do the obedience. He will give the strength. He will give the desire to obey God. If he's not there, then we are just telling lies. We're, we're, we're faking the fact that, that he is in us. So the truth is not in us. So it's a powerful statement. When you say the truth is not in us, he's not talking about an informational factuality. He's not talking about uh, some, a fact that, that, that has been verified. But verse five, but whoever keeps his word, whoever keeps his word, that is God's word, Jesus's word. In him, truly the love of God is perfected. So 
if you say you know him but you don't keep his commandment the truth is not in you truth referring to jesus then verse 5 says but whoever keeps his word that means obeys his commandments in him truly the love of god perfect is perfect so in one one sentence jesus is referred to by the truth in the other sentence he's referred to by the love of god so jesus is the love of god in us and jesus is the truth of god in us and these two things will combine to make an obedient life the jesus in me and his love in me will give me the impetus the desire the 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 power and the willingness to obey verse 5 but he who keeps whoever keeps his word in him truly the love of god is perfected completed jesus is complete in me he is there is no part of me that's holding to myself by this we may know that we are in him now it's reversed we just talked about him being in us by him, but him being in us is us being in him you get that sense in john 17 when jesus prays god father i want them to be in me just like i am in you and you are in me in the same way i want them to be in me and i want to be in them and he goes back and forth with that and it's almost like what are you talking about but there is this there's this beautiful incredible invitation to oneness with the godhead just like the way god the father god the son and god the holy spirit are one and we will never understand that yet without comprehension we have experience yet without comprehension we have experience that we are one with god in jesus by being in christ we are part of the fellowship of god we have come into this fellowship and john uses this word i'm sharing this with you i'm telling this to you so that you may have the same fellowship that we have with jesus this word fellowship is very powerful it is not a social connection it is a oneness of relationship and we have been ushered in that's the best word i can use we have been ushered into this fellowship with god almighty by being put into jesus and the same fellowship that jesus has with god the father we have by being in jesus do we experience that on a daily basis are we experiencing what that means in our mental state in our spiritual state in our emotional state are we experiencing this level of uh of of power of of love of experience with of god the father that the being so close to the throne of god so surrounded by angels has this made a difference to our life or we are still walking by sight we're looking around pandemic corona people problems uh traffic air pollution uh you know what we see and hear or are we walking by faith where we are one foot in heaven verse 6 whoever says he abides in him whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walks so there you have it basically jesus in me is what makes everything happen because jesus does the walk jesus does the obeying jesus does everything because he lives in me it's a natural outpouring of jesus living in me that you may know that you love god so to say you love god is to have jesus in me uh what does that mean for you think about it and pray about it as you unpack that for the coming week the best way to uh, understand scripture is to meditate on it never look to me for an explanation of the text don't try and understand the text try and uh and digest a text when a text is committed to memory committed to the heart and then it slow cooks 
for four or five days. It slow cooks through the week. And you keep on going back to that so that every throughout the day, uh, throughout the week, every day, you're revisiting that passage. That's when the Holy Spirit says, okay, you know what? This dude is serious. And he begins to start revealing. And the Bible says to whom light, to whoever receives light, to him light, more light is given. So we, we, we are ushered deeper into the text, into the understanding of that text. And this understanding is not a uh, academic uh, and, a, and, a, and a, a cognitive understanding of the text of the English, but a deeper understanding of what John was saying uh, to be in an experience of uh, being in love with, being in the love of God and, and sharing with him.